There we go. I hit the record button. We're recording. I'm so sleepy. Ah. I'm so sleepy. Oh my god. We went to, we we're gonna record last week and I totally fell asleep. I was like, I was trying to get you. <laughs> I was just like and that baby was not going to bed. And I was like laying in bed. I'm like, we're gonna have to try this tomorrow, dude. And then, then Sunday came and I was like, oh my god, I, well, I'm so tired. <laughs> oh man, but we're trying we're trying to get back in, in back in the habit of recording, you know. Yes. I guess we should probably start the show. Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to talk about something that I'm really not super interested in because I've seen ads and I'm like, eh. Uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Captain America with Wings. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like it's like Chicken America. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he's like, he's like, shield. You know, and the weird part is, is he says go shield when he throws it. Is that that's not normal? Oh, shield. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what all the he heroes did? are like, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. It's so it's like Power Rangers. It's so bad. So bad. He's got that. He's got his red bird or is it red wing? Red wing. Red wing. Red wing. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of cool. I mean, in the in the comics, it's an actual bird. It's an actual bird, bird yeah. But you know, they're not gonna do that. Although nowadays. I'm I'm glad they wouldn't do it because yeah. I think the idea of him having a pet bird that's literally a falcon is kind of on the nose like it, it would die constantly too like <laughs> yeah like I mean, how, how many red wings have you gone through oh three this week right like <laughs> does he just have a coop of falcons he does He's falcons are not the kind of birds to be hanging out with each other all day like <laughs> there'd be in some like some mid conversation like some deep you know deep conversation you go and you know all of a sudden you hear <laughs> you're just screaming like, asshole really the loud and they're, they're trying to talk and all you hear is the bird just screaming and he's so like, okay. He, okay he's trying to like, okay. interrogate a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> like right behind him he's like shut sorry, up sorry he needs to eat and then shut we got uh, so it's so a falcon and the winter soldier it's like two of the most uninteresting characters i'm sorry like it's, I just I can't bring myself to watch it. Like Bucky, I don't give a fuck about Bucky. Yeah, he's got some. Oh, it's really good, dude. He's but he's got like he's got go go gadget arm, and like that's his that's his shtick. Like he's a but fighter. He's also a super soldier. Does he have the like, serum in him? Yeah, the Hydra put the serum in him. Oh, they, that's that's part of the reason they were so interested in like 
the Stark family. That's part of the reason they were so interested in all that shit, really, because they wanted like that's what Civil War was mainly about. And not in the comics, but in the movie, like the fact that Hydra had a super soldier. And they couldn't replicate it without the, the serum from the source. So they sent him to take out the Starks and get their last remainder of, of serum. And then they kickstarted a new winter soldier uh, program that was just more super soldiers. That's right. He went to Russia to that facility and put a bullet in the skull of all those frozen. He killed. Yeah. Zemo killed all of them because yeah. they, he was like, you know, I can't, we can't have these guys be allowed to live because it's not just that they're extremely capable in combat. It's that they're literally super soldiers and there's like 10 of them. Yeah. Like, and they're, and it's not just 10 like basic super soldiers here. These are Hydra trained. These dudes could literally take out a country overnight and no one would even know. Like that's terrifying. And so what did Zemo do? He was like, well, I'm just going to kill all super soldiers. So that's like, <laughs> that was Zemo's drive pretty much, but no one really knew that except Zemo until the end. So like with Falcon and the winter soldier, he's, he's not the only super soldier in the show. There's like total, including him. There's like 12 super soldiers. Oh, what the uh, fuck? And in, in the show, <laughs> somebody, because, didn't, somebody didn't do a good job because obviously, you know, in Marvel, when something is taken away, it must be brought back. So we got U.S. Agent. Do you guys them him in there yet or no? He, oh yeah, he's he was there from episode one. Oh, interesting. Because um, the show, the show is really good. I mean, it it kicks off with, um, I want to say it's it starts off uh, just a few months after Endgame. Sam has had the shield for a while, but he doesn't know what to do with it. He hasn't used it. He hasn't really been. Uh, a hero in in a major way since Endgame. He's just been kind of, you know, trying to adjust back into the real world with his family for the first time in forever because it's been five years since he's, you know, been dusted and whatever. And uh, you know, he he's got a he's got a family home in uh, I want to say it's in Louisiana. His sister lives there with uh, Falcon's little nephews, and. Um, he's got to deal with financial struggles with, with that side of the show. But like the other side of the show is he gave, he gives up the shield right out of the gate in the show. Like the show starts with him pretty much deciding I'm giving up the shield. I'm going to memorialize it at the Smithsonian. And, you know, they'll make a whole display out of captain America, the hero that, you know, you know, kept, kept standing for what was right or whatever the fuck they're going to say. And, you know, he, he does that thinking it's the right idea. And then the government comes in and confiscates the shield from the, from the Smithsonian. And they're like, Hey, John Walker, you want to take a shield? <laughs> and th- they literally like birth us agent, like right out of the gate. Like that's, does, does he have the black costume on and everything or no? Cause to start, they just call him captain America. So he, he gets a new captain America suit. That looks like the U.S. agent suit, but it's blue. It's not black. Uh, so like weird. It's it's like if you took the cap suit, changed a couple logos on it, changed the placements of certain things, and just made it look like an alternate, you know, U.S. agent suit. That's what he's wearing. And it's an odd, uh, it's an odd choice. Yeah, I thought he. I, I mean, I thought right out of the gate he looks like a cosplayer of Captain America. He didn't look like 
It, like, it's clear they want you to not like him right out of the gate. <laughs> um, but the first episode, like, it's more just getting you off the ground with where Falcon is at this moment. He's kind of helping the Air Force and shit. Um, you know, they're they're doing these ops in Jordan and, and Syria and shit, and he's helping them with that. And then Bucky's dealing with this like therapy program where he's like he's trying to uh kind of like how when an alcoholic is in you know uh aa and then they have to uh make amends you know like they have to go to the people that they've wronged in their life and say i'm sorry you know i'm i'm this is part of my process and all that Mm -hmm. other shit like bucky is doing that for people that he's either harmed um, as the Winter Soldier, or people that he's um, put into certain positions as the Winter Soldier. So, like, there's an American senator in in the first episode that, like, he uh, he knows he's responsible for allowing to rise up and and get this spot in the Senate, and it's all because of the things that he did with Hydra, and because he's aware of what he did. <laughs> He like, he's like, you know, I'm not going to like apologize to her because I have nothing to apologize for, but I'm going to fuck with her and then I'll apologize because <laughs> fuck Hydra. <laughs> and like, and he, he totally does. Like he, she's got a car that like, it has, it's like a self-driving car or whatever. And he has like a, a tablet that can like control the car and he like whips it around and shit. And like she's freaking out, and he comes over, and he like he like apologizes to her, says, "You know, I'm a changed man, all this shit." And like that's Bucky's intro to the series. From there, like the the end of the first episode is where you first see the the new Cap being U.S. agent, and uh, from episode two to four is like, um. Bucky and Falcon get back together for a second and they uh they talk about like you know you shouldn't have given up the shield why'd you do that you gave it right into the hands of somebody that doesn't deserve it and Falcon's like you don't understand because I'm a black dude like the the weight of this like the world doesn't want to see me as Captain America and I don't know if I'm ready for that anyway and all this other shit and like majority of the show tackles the race problem in America um through the perspective of the the guy that's righteously meant to become Captain America. They spend the whole show spelling it out that these are the reasons why Falcon should be Captain America. These are the reasons why he, this other guy shouldn't be. This is the reason why Bucky shouldn't be. This is the reason why, like, they go out of their way to say Falcon is deserving of that shield. And at the same time, they encounter... Um, in those three episodes, Isaiah Bradley, uh, the the original black Captain America that happened in like the 50s. And he was a, a secret to the world because the government buried him like pretty much. They like any any sign of him is erased from history because the government didn't want the world to believe there was a black Captain America. And uh, there's like a whole arc dedicated to. like that uh part of his story and how he how isaiah bradley views captain america as a whole because 
if you watch first Avenger Captain America, like Cap has that moment where he's in the army camp or whatever, and Bucky and like the the Howling Commandos and all them dudes are like all in that prison camp or whatever. And then Cap like goes and uh rescues the dudes. And oh, yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. supposed yeah. to. They were they were gonna bomb the shit out of the uh the, the POW POW camp and Cap was like fuck that and like he dipped off and and went to find uh the camp and went to free Bucky and all of them and he did it successfully and then he got them all out of there got back to the base got rounds of applause everybody was cheering everybody was happy well Isaiah Bradley did the same thing during the Korean War and it was a whole bunch of his black friends like and they were all uh you know in a POW camp and the you know the upper people in the military were like we're just gonna bomb the shit out of that place we might as well kill them all because you know they're evidence of a secret project we've been doing where we're trying to recreate uh super uh super soldiers because isaiah bradley is a super soldier he was given the serum oh no and him and his his whole like crew in the military like they're all like they they were all given the shots they were told it was just like a tetanus shot and they wanted to see the effects up uh, on it um on a soldier in battle so they gave them all the the super soldier serum most of them died like most of them died as a reaction to this the serum oh, isaiah no survived shit. that's like weird they, yeah it's like they it's like they tried to explain it where like the serum almost has a worthiness to it, like Thor's hammer. Like, if you're not worthy, like, it's going to straight up end you. Like, so Isaiah Bradley is, like, the only one of his crew that survived the serum. But some of those guys were still dying inside the POW camp. And he was like, I'm not going to let you guys just take out my friends. Like, and he dipped off in the middle of the night, went to save them, and successfully saved them, got back, just like how Cat did. And instead of praise they like they put them they locked them up like for like 30 they locked him up for 30 years isaiah bradley was in jail for 30 years and that's crazy um, it was i i believe they explain it in a way where like he doesn't know it but hydra was already infiltrated in america by <laughs> then and they were responsible for his imprisonment but uh he's like the centerpiece of this show's racism conversation because this show is very like black people are not like viewed in a way by america yet where they can just take up the shield with ease and everybody's going to be okay with it like they go out of their way to save the the quiet part out loud and it's it's interesting that marvel's pushing it so hard like they're gonna lose a lot of like racists from their fan base and i'm hyped for that but like it's kind of crazy just to see them even do it like they're openly like there's actually a line where isaiah tells falcon right to his face you really like you really think the world wants to see a black captain america and he was like you know what for that matter no no self-respecting black man would ever want to pick up that shield in the first place crazy dialogue to hear in a marvel project yeah like crazy dialogue but uh like it's just really good moments like that where you know you get really good dialogue from a character that you wouldn't expect marvel to to do um at the same time there's a side plot where there's this group called the flag smashers 
um they're not related to the flag smasher like the actual (laughs) character um they kind of it's like they were like all right rather than having that guy be a character we're just gonna take an idea and take his name and merge them and he's not gonna be in it at all it's gonna be a group of people that uh they were they were survivors of the snap and when the snap happened pretty much the global community said fuck borders there's no more borders half of earth is gone what's the point like there's no more this is america this is mexico that's you know there's none of that shit like if you want to go into another country you do that like people need resources and and food and a place to stay and all that how many people lost their families to this shit like there's like so many reasons why opening the borders when half of earth just disappeared was like the crucial move that they made after the snap so the flag smashers were there for all of that they are fully under the belief that the world should stay that way no borders everybody you know just get along pretty much And, uh, you know, the, of course, five years comes and goes end game happens, half the world comes back and the half that comes back is now in a world that's very unfamiliar to them because of the fact that there's no borders. There's no like, and also this does feed into the racism conversation because it's like how many of these people would have hated other people just because of where they live, you know, or like how many how many crazy trump supporters would have been like fuck the mexicans we don't deserve them in our country or whatever like oh yeah but but they got snapped away they come back five years later and mexicans are everywhere in america and now they're mad because that's just a rule that came after the snap and they had no say in it like so there's a whole council dedicated to returning the world to the way it was before the snap the flag smashers are the opposite of that pretty much they want they want they want to fuck this council up pretty much to make it make it clear like the world needs to stay the way it is like we need to be able to stay like completely um collective i guess that that'd probably be the best term um but falcon is is like set on their trail or whatever because he hears like they have super soldiers and it's like, how the fuck do they have super soldiers? Like, what? Well, yeah, like they should not exist. It was only supposed to be the one, you know? Right. They shouldn't. But it turns out the the plot line that they draw out of that is Hydra had taken blood samples of Isaiah Bradley while he was in prison. And they they took enough blood to to sequence his DNA and figure out the right strand that connected to the super soldier serum. And then they could perfect the super soldier serum. And they literally remade the super soldier serum, but better to where it works with everybody. There's no, it's going to work. It's not going to work. It's always going to work. So they made a more effective super soldier serum in Madripoor. And um, it's, assumed that it was done through the power broker who we don't know yet we still don't know who in the mcu is the power broker we just heard the name a bunch of times in this show and 
we know that they're connected to the guy that was making the the serum. Um, the guy that was making the serum was snapped away in the middle of his breakthrough. Oh shit! So when so when he came back, he was like, "Damn! Like all that work I done was gone, but I have all the memory of it. So if somebody wants to, you know, throw me some money, I'll do it." And then the power broker was like, "Hey, you want to make some super soldier serum? I'll pay you a bunch of money." <laughs> so, so he does. And he makes like 20 doses or whatever. And uh, the flag smashers rob the the shipment. And that's how they get it and become super soldiers. And there's only like eight of them that take it. And so there's like 12 doses free. This is where the show got really cool. They, because of that, Falcon and Winter Soldier are chasing them down. But then they're like, wait a minute, we have no leads now. Who's going to help us find super soldiers and kill them or get, or just get rid of them in general as a problem. Probably Zemo, the guy that shot them all in Siberia. <laughs> so they Bucky like convinces him to break out of the jail that he's in, which is an entirely too easy montage. They show it's hilarious how easy he gets out, but that's like, that's how they include him. They include people from Wakanda, like the Dora Milaje show up at one point. Um, the the cap that they they summoned out of, you know, the, the army, like he's a dickhead the whole show. Um, episode five was just yesterday and that shit was so good. Um, it ultimately ended with the government realizing they made a mistake with this Captain America being this douchebag and uh, Falcon took the, the shield back and he's just been practicing with it really. But I'm assuming this final episode, he's going to be suited up in the Captain America suit with the wings and shit. Um, with, also, no, with no super strength though. It's going to be a little weird. Right. That Well, that's the thing they showed him. Oh yeah, uh, U.S. agent. He took Super Soldier Serum too. He got a hold of the Flag Smashers, took the last vial that they had, and he's a Super Soldier now. U.S. agent is a Super Soldier. Oh Jesus Christ! And he's an asshole. So like, it doesn't help. <laughs> no, he always was doing the in the old Avengers comics. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You, you'd read, he'd say shit. And you're like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because it's like, yeah, what he's doing ultimately is for the good reason. But how he does everything is for the wrong reason. Like, he's just a bad guy that does good things. Like, that's it. Like, he's a, he's a douche. Yeah. Yeah. He always, but, uh, they, they always wrote him that way. And they had, they had some arcs where he was like, he did okay. And like, he kind of, you know, recovered a little bit of his humanity, wasn't such a complete tool. But for the most part, his training, like, he's a typical guy that was kind of like a, a shithead and then went in the military and got brainwashed and became a complete shithead. Instead of like leveling out, which most guys do, you know. Oh yeah, they <laughs> kind of touch on all of that in the show. Like they explain that he has a uh, three. He he's the only soldier in U.S. Army history to have three Medal of Honors, uh, like all for the same incident or whatever. Oh Jesus! And it was some day in Afghanistan where they did some like crazy shit. Him and his buddy Battlestar, and uh, oh Battlestar, yeah. yeah. Battlestar Galactica and yeah. uh yeah they uh <laughs> but they explained like he hates himself for that day 
but the government told him this is your finest hour pretty much and so he's like i personally hate myself for that day lost a lot of good men you know i had to do a lot of bad things but you guys are telling me this is a good thing so the government basically trained him to be the douchebag that he is in the mcu and like he constantly brings it up to Battlestar. Like, do you really think we're deserving of the shit that we get? Like, we're bad people. Like, and Battlestar's like, eh, bro, you, you're you being too hard on yourself, all this shit. Well, then Battlestar ends up dying. Like, he gets murdered by a super soldier. And, like, U.S. agent, like, kills a guy that was there in the room. But not the guy that did kill, kill Battlestar. And Battlestar's just dead. Like, that's just it. That sucks. Battlestar was a he's a black superhero. And, yeah, and he's a pretty cool one at that. Yeah, and Lamar they, Lamar Hoskins was like you know, he pretended to be uh, Bucky for a little bit, you know, like he was like basically there, Yeah, there was a moment where he was the the sidekick to the Captain America type character and he was pretty cool. And then he had his own thing and he was even more cool. They just cut him short so that he can make US agent become the US agent, you know. They like they wanted a reason for him to go over the deep end, and they, I guess, they thought the best way was kill his best friend. Yeah, and, so, yeah. He and he and they subjected themselves to the power broker process, but uh, Lamar worked as uh, a bold urban commando uh, for the, <laughs> the, the Buckies who staged attack on, on Super Patriot during his rallies to to build support for his brand. So he was basically kind of just a sellout. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really weird, like. He hasn't really appeared in anything since like the 80s. I think it was like 1988 he came out of Battlestar, but before then it was just like, like he originally appeared in uh, Captain America number 323 back in November of 86. And then like by 1988, he was just a Battlestar, you know, like before that, right, he didn't right. really have a name. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's a very short career for the character, you know. They call, they call him uh, Lamar like over and over throughout the, uh, throughout the show. And there's, a, there's this really funny moment where, like, it was after uh, there was a fight between the Flag Smashers, Captain America, Lamar, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. And they're all fighting and shit. And, you know, obviously it's the Team Avengers slash new uh, Captain America, you know, versus the Flag Smashers. And they all kind of get fucked up. And uh, the Flag Smashers kind of caught them off guard and fucked them up. But like they're they're going um, wherever they gotta go after the they get their ass whooped, and Falcon and Winter Soldier like hop in this truck with them, and they're talking to uh, the both of them, and uh, it's funny as shit. Like they're they're they do not like this new Captain America. They make it very clear this guy is not the one to deserve the shield, and uh, Battlestar is like saying things like, "Come on, man! Like you you guys are." You, you guys are cool. You don't think we looked up to you and this, whatever they had to say, it was like small talk shit. But, yeah. uh, like when Lamar finally speaks up, <laughs> Bucky's like, who are you? <laughs> and like, and Battlestar's like, I'm Lamar Hoskins. And he's like, he's like, who? And he was like, you, you can call me Battlestar. And Bucky's like, Battlestar, huh? And then he looks at the driver. He's like, stop the car. And he like gets out. And he's like, what the fuck? This dude is called Battlestar. He just walks off. Like, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, he, funny. I take that back. You know, I thought he was done in the 80s, but he was actually in Civil War and uh, 
Secret Empire. Like uh-huh. just as a background oh, yeah. character. His little part in Secret Empire was pretty cool too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was the backup for the Guardsman Alpha Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought the squadron to me. He was part of the Ducky Dozen, <laughs> recruited by Howard the Duck <laughs> to be in oh, his great. Ducky Dozen. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a, a team assembled by armor to prevent an alternate reality invasion of Nazi zombies. Uh, that must have been a fun uh, series. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, they uh, they they took him out, and then and he he just dies a very simple death. Like he gets hit in the chest, flies into a pillar, and pretty much hit his head hard enough on the pillar that he's just dead. And that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty uh, nuts how quick it happened. And then U.S. agent, he's like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna hunt down the motherfuckers." There was like three of them in the room. One of them went off to the left. Other one out to the right. He's like, they're on the upper floor or the second floor of this building. He's like, fuck it. He jumps out the building, like right out the window and uh, chases down the first person he sees, which is this guy who earlier in that same episode was talking to the leader of the Flag Smashers about how he used to idolize Captain America and he used to love what that shield was and this and that. And then U.S. agent finds that guy specifically and murders him with the shield. Like, oh my god <laughs> kills him the same way he with like the same motions and impacts that cap took out iron man in the civil war movie like at the end when he when he was like busting his helmet and then like he did the stabbing motion with the shield in oh, his Jesus. chest oh like my god. he hit this fucking this guy in the chest like four or five times like with stabbing motion and, and <laughs> oh murdered God. him. That's so like terrible. And it's really cool because he stands up and you just see like the blood soaked edge of the, the shield. It was fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, he did that in front of a crowd of people. So that was the moment that had the government like he's not the one. <laughs> yeah, you <And> think <laughs> like they, they kicked off the next episode with a two on one Falcon and Winter Soldier beating his ass for that shield they oh like, really like, it was so cool they were like you got to give us the shield and he was like you don't want to do this and buggy's like actually we do and it was so, <laughs> it was so cool up. i love that and they, he fucked them up too for a second um he busted the wings off of falcon um completely ripped them off and then uh that sucks he, without, he his wings, like, without his wings, he's really just a dude. <laughs> he's just a dude. He's he's good at martial arts and whatever, but like at most, he's lasting like a minute against the super soldier. Oh yeah, and like, uh, Bucky got thrown a certain way that fucked up his vibranium arm. Like it was like malfunctioning on him because they showed in the middle of the show like. Uh, the arm that he got from Wakanda has like an actual connection point on his shoulder where the thing can be removed easily. And if you hit it, uh, like they kind of showed it in the fight, like it, apparently if you hit it a certain way, you can sever some of the connection there that keeps it um, like functioning as it should. But he was, it, he was like crippled there for a second, trying to get it back to working while Falcon was getting fucked up. And uh it was really cool though. They had this moment where Bucky finally gets up and then they both had a uh, U.S. agent like on his knees, like, and he's just holding the shield 
and they went up and grabbed the shield from him and they were trying to yank it off of his arm. He had it buckled in and shit. And they made it look like the stakes were as high as getting the gauntlet off of Thanos. Like it was the same type of shit. Like they were showing them like struggling to get it off of his arm. And like, he's just strapped in and they, they showed it slowly slipping off and uh, they get it off, but they like break his arm when they do it. Like they straight break (laughs) the dude's arm. And uh, it was just so cool how they showed all of this shit, man. It was phenomenal. That sound sound pretty good. It's just, it's one of those series, like, I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't really say it. I don't like side characters as much. I mean, like Moon Knight had his own series, you know. His he's... goal is probably to get Falcon to be main character. Yeah. Um, and they, they've already, because U.S. Agent broke the wings off of uh, his, his, like, little rig, um, he gives the wings to uh, whatever the fuck his name is i think it's joaquin um torres joaquin phoenix no joaquin torres (laughs) i'm I'm almost positive that's what his name is he he's the second marvel falcon oh and he was the one that had like the more realistic wings looking suit in the comics that looked goofy as shit and uh i guess their their move here is make falcon actually captain america Make that kid new Falcon. Let Winter Soldier just be <clears throat> that. Let him be, you know, that guy. Like, well, they better give him some, be, some super like, soldier serum because without his wings, he ain't shit. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain well, America is more than a dude that just has knows karate. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I have a feeling he's going to get wings back um, eventually, probably soon, to be honest. Um, actually, no, hold up. All right, that's a huge thing they didn't show in the last episode that had me. I was emotionally ready for this moment the whole episode, and they didn't even show it at the end. Bucky has a lot of connections with Wakanda in this series. They yeah. they have like four major moments where they have Dora Milaje talking to him, and each of those moments have a different impact as a whole. That's and, sure, uh, right? That's sure, right? No, Dora Milaje is like the the soldiers, the like, um, like a Koye and um, oh, I'm all, was... all of like the red outfit, like super secret service. Oh, I chicks. thought they were gonna have like, like a little like romantic thing going on with Shuri. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> they they made it seem like there's a romantic thing going on with Ao. Ao is the one that was in Civil War that like talked down to Black Widow for a second. <laughs> um, she's she's in it and. They made they started it off with her meeting up with Bucky because he freed uh Zemo, pissed at him that they he freed the guy that killed T'Chaka. Um, but then you know, she was like, You gotta you got a couple hours or whatever, and then we're gonna come and get him. Bucky like was like, Yeah, okay. And then like he went off and they did some shit with Zemo and uh Zemo's really fucking cool in the show. He's really cool. Like I actually started to like him more than I like anybody else in the villain lineup, honestly. Um, Cause he's cool, but he's funny, but he's also dark and scary. Like he's really an interesting character in the show. Um, but they had, uh, yeah, the Wakandan showed up 
And at one point they were like, Bucky was just kind of in the room while they showed up and they were going to get Zemo dipshit. Captain America comes in the door and they, they were like, all right, well we got to fuck him up. Cause he's going to get in our way. They do that. And then Bucky's like, they, like they were about to kill, uh, the Dora Milaje were about to like kill Battlestar, about to kill U.S. agent. And Bucky's like, come on, girls. Like, we don't have to do this. And like, he stops them for a second. And then like, Ayo, the main one, she comes up and hits him with like four pressure points and his arm drops. And it's he's just like, what the fuck? Like, he had no clue they had that ability to shut down his arm like that. That was the first time we've seen it happen. And like, his shit just dropped off. And he was like, huh? And like they they knocked him down, <laughs> oh. and uh, Zemo got away, and uh, then they they showed up again later, and when they found Zemo in Sokovia, or the ruins of Sokovia, pretty much like the the lake that's right there, um, but they came and got him, um, they came and got Zemo, and they gave Bucky a case like a briefcase kind of thing for meant for falcon meant for sam and like the whole second half of this most recent episode that case is just kind of sitting there and you you you're not told what's in it but sam in this moment already has the shield and he just lost his wings what could it be in this box his captain america suit probably with the wings Oh, it's true. Like the whole second half of the episode, it's there, like right in your face. And it never gets opened until the very last moment. And when it does get opened, like it zooms in on his face and doesn't shift to the actual contents of what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) Come on. Show me me some of them red, red, and blue underwear. I mean... I'm excited to see what a Wakandan Captain America suit looks like, if that's what it is. It's just a clown outfit. Like Ronald McDonald. He puts it on, it's like, we'll say it's the same, right? And Bucky just walks by <laughs> right in his nose, you know. But uh it, yeah, that sounds interesting. It's Damn. very, very cool for certain characters. It it makes US agent like the most hated person in all of Marvel, but like <laughs> it's oh they introduced Madame Hydra too. Oh Madame really? Hydra no shit. I was wondering what second like, uh, what other characters are gonna because they have a lot of B squad characters are gonna throw in there, I heard. They introduced the uh, Patriot. Um oh, no Elijah shit. Bradley because he's the grandson of Isaiah Bradley. He's he's literally like living with his grandpa and like his grandpa's got a little special he's still special now, right? He's like his head got Gonna, oh no, he, he's fine. He's just oh, is all, he? he? He's just like fuck the world. Like, well, in the comics, his uh, his brain degenerates as a side effect of the super soldier serum. So yeah, he's, he's, he's he's fine in the show. They they huh. made it just so like he's just a bitter old man, pretty much. Like he hates the world because of what they did to him, and oh. uh, like yeah, his grandson is just the guy that lives with him pretty much. Like that's all he is. He hasn't shown any drive to become part of the superhero community or whatever. Like Elijah Bradley is just, just a, a regular person at this moment, but he very well could be added to the roster like of, you know, young Avengers coming in soon. Yeah. I'm hoping they introduce some more fun. I mean, 
weird like characters we don't see a lot like do you think obscure uh, like isn't silver sable still owned by sony or do you think they sold it back it's still owned by sony because they uh, have uh she'd be fun they have projects uh in line right now that i think include her in some capacity she'd be a fun character um, with like crazy 80s hair yeah <laughs> it'd be interesting they i mean they they just put her in the spider-man game that was on ps4 a few years ago and uh she was a really well done character specifically in that game. And the last time I saw her before that was an animated thing and she was just okay. And, uh, in the comics, she's really good. I mean, she's like black widow, but like more police, like, yeah, big time. And like, it's just, there's a whole void that is missing with the Spider-Man story connections with her not being allowed to be present. I'd really like to see uh, them do a taskmaster, like in its full, costume with the white skull and everything like it'd be a really fun character because he's such a unique weird character being a a shield agent so deep he doesn't realize he's a shield agent like his brain is just damaged so he he remembers his wife and stuff and then forgets right away you know i know but they got this fucking they got it in black widow and he looks just okay at best uh, he doesn't even look all that great stupid i don't like it well, yeah, it's, it, it'll be it's interesting shame, but. to see what they do with that. I mean, there's that's really the only Marvel series we have out right now at all. I mean, Black Widow's dropping soon, you know, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. And DC did the Snyder Cut, and well, DC didn't really do it. Well, I guess they did kind of, but um, like after that, they're like, oh shit, now what? Uh, right. Uh, you know, because everybody walked. Oh, everybody walked away from that project pretty much just with a bad taste in their mouth like fuck this shit you know like so now they're mm-hmm. like uh we might want to well, do something like, more fun <laughs> like what happens when warner brothers pushes away everybody that's fucking working on the shit like obviously no one's gonna want to come back and work for warner brothers exactly so like now it seems I, I've been saying it for a couple of days I have a feeling that warner is gonna let HBO make decisions on this because HBO just dropped a trailer like last week for all three of Snyder's DC movies. They dropped like it was a Whoa. collective trailer for the Man of Steel, uh, Batman versus Superman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. They did a whole trailer for the three movies we've seen that are his. And they called it the Zack Snyder trilogy uh, trailer or whatever the fuck. And it was an HBO Max specific trailer. They went out of their way to make a trailer and then throw it online. Ah, Why would they funny. do that if they, if they don't have intentions of continuing on that like hype? Why would they even do that? Like, chances are pretty high if you ask me. HBO within the next year is going to announce that they will go forward with Snyder's projects in DC, even if it's not directly connected to any other DC movies. Let him make the movies he wants to make. Oh, yeah. He does a good job. He's, he's brilliant, you know. Oh, yeah. Did it's you uh, get around to finishing the Snyder Cut? Uh, yeah, I liked it. The ending was sweet. Getting the head lopped off and all that. That was beautiful. Much <laughs> fucking oh. better, dude. Oh, so much better. You know, and it's oh. I do love it. The end where he's just, Darcy just crushes his skull. Ugh, I love that. I love that. He was, Their his version head was just there. <laughs> Their, their version of Desaad looks kind of interesting too, didn't you think? I thought he looked cool. Yeah, because um, the, the old Desaad just looked like Gargamel with a slightly yeah. less <laughs> less bald. 
<laughs> I, th- I thought the hoodie was wearing all of it. Like the way they had him visually looked great. Yeah. Um, no, I was really excited the whole movie and made me mad because fucking every like five minutes I was sitting there like, why would Joss Whedon think it's okay to cut out any of this? I'm sitting there like, Ugh, like I get it, it's four hours. Like Jesus Christ, surely you can cut five minutes off of this movie, but like you can't cut two hours off of this and make it a good movie. It's not possible to take this four hours movie and make it two hours and still be good. You'd cut out too much important shit. It's weird. Yeah, I used to be a big fan of his back in the uh, Buffy Angel days, but now that I've I've seen his some more of his work and heard more of the the stories of the, how he was like on set oh how everybody uh, is like turned on him since well he like because he, he wasn't allowed to be a creep well right? he wasn't allowed to be alone with michelle trackenberg when she was like 16 like he was not allowed to be alone yeah. with her because of That's an incident of an, of an incident that happened where it was just her and him alone in a room and ever since then like her mom had to be there or somebody had to be there in the room yeah, that's because that's cool no that's creepy that means he did or said something really inappropriate probably you know it's just like uh it's dangerous oh. and it. like on on top of that uh didn't what's her name um buffy like herself sarah michelle open, openly like like say that that's what happened well, like, i think yeah, she was like, i think she just like agreed with michelle and and said yeah. you know, something about like, like no, she no woman, that statement like yeah, yeah no woman should ever have to have to go through that and so did charisma carpenter charisma carpenter said like he was really inappropriate with her like you know because oh, she was gosh. just you know it's, it's just bad shit but i know. mean like there there's watching the snyder cut and watching the the whedon cut like the the whedon cut is like it's like if someone that doesn't care about dc all that much made a justice league movie <laughs> and like and it shows especially with characters like aquaman with flash with cyborg the three of them got almost no love in the Whedon movie. And the Snyder movie gives them arcs. They have connective tissue as characters where they actually care about each other by the end. I, I watched the, like, because I, I watched the, I watched the Whedon movie before I watched the Snyder movie, obviously. Smart, smart. You know, I mean, then, yeah. Like, when I, just like right before the Snyder movie was about to drop, like a day or two before I was like, all right, let me watch all the DC movies in a row, like to catch up to that. So I can see what I'm basing my metrics on here with this. So I watched man of steel, watched Batman versus Superman. Then I was like, all right, I'll watch the weed and justice league. And I didn't think much of it. I still thought the movie was about a six or a seven out of 10. It's not great, but it's, it's passable is how I felt. Um, then the Snyder cut came out and I just remember going fucking 40 minutes into that movie and so much had happened in 40 minutes. And I was like, wait a minute, 40 minutes just happened. What the hell? (laughs) And then I, I I looked at, I went back to the Whedon version and went forward 40 minutes and was like, holy shit, like half the movie's over. Like literally it was a pretty piss poor showing. And they learned like, their lesson too, because I mean, they they sunk that whole franchise with that movie. That everybody else completely, was like, Fuck dude. It. You know, just we're I mean, just done. You know. And the funniest thing to me is like, when Man of Steel dropped, there were people that pushed back against it, and they were like, eh, "I'm not a fan of this movie." Yeah, I'm AMC, not, I, AMC I'm not, 
for him. I'm not liking this Wolverine version of of Superman yeah, where yeah. he's like dark and and evil and but like he's willing to kill people and shit. That's not my Superman. You know how many people Superman accidentally kills on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah, I know. He sneezes. I mean, Lois like, Lane and him can't even sleep in the same bed. He rolls over. Like, <laughs> She's dead as hell. You but know, like, he's going to grow a then, clone and explain it. <laughs> and then Batman versus Superman came out and they were like, we don't like the the uh, the Frank Miller version of Batman that you're trying to adapt here. We don't like that. That's we're, we're not a fan of Dark Knight Returns Batman going at our good Superman because this is a, clearly a good Superman in this movie. He wasn't a good Superman in the last movie. And like, what? What's happening? <laughs> but the, the people went against Batman versus Superman a bit more hard than they went against Man of Steel. Then Justice League came out and people were like, all right, well, at least it's light, lighthearted, but it's not that good. And then the Snyder Cut comes out. And it's dark, but it's also got some lighthearted. It blows, and it's all like, <laughs> and it's way better than everything else. Oh my but, god! I didn't even see now, Wonder Woman eighty four. I didn't even want to see Wonder Woman eighty four. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And now we're at a point though where people are actually like, maybe I treated Man of Steel too harsh. Maybe Batman versus Superman is a good superhero movie, and I just didn't see it at the time. Like, there's actually a large community of people that saw the Snyder Cut and were like, wait a minute, let me go back and watch these other movies. Yeah. And then the second they did, they were like, wait a minute, these movies were pretty good. And they <laughs> connect very well. And the Snyder Cut ties it together so well that it kind of makes it hard to look at any movie that came out after that Justice League movie came out. Like... Wonder Woman 1984 is a ruining of the character. I'll, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I love the movie in, in a few ways, but overall, it takes the things that makes Wonder Woman Wonder Woman and deconstructs them in ways that it doesn't need to be deconstructed. Like, one of the biggest like themes of 1984 is lying bad. Don't lie. Wanting, wanting things that you shouldn't have is technically lying so don't lie and like that's the that's the moral of the movie i guess <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty bad but like the action in that movie is really decent uh how they get to certain points in the story is really decent cheetah was a was better than i thought she would be but she was still pretty bad um yeah it was just very a strange movie aquaman even I love Aquaman. I thought Aquaman was great. Visually, probably the best movie DC's ever put out. But holy shit, like I'd prefer whatever Aquaman would have been after this Snyder cut drop. <laughs> I like, wonder if, too bad they don't they can't go back and do that shit, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> redo all the movies. I don't care. Like take as much time as you need. <laughs> like <laughs> Jason back, Jason's like, I'm doing that shit again. My wife said, "I feel no. like he would. I feel like he would. I think if he'd do any, it too. I don't know if he'd if want to anybody read. in the Justice League cast is coming back guaranteed for a a new movie entirely. It's Jason Momoa. <sighs> he loves Zack Snyder. Like that man. <laughs> they are bros. Yeah, they get a like, good working relationship for sure. I just saw this video of them two hanging out uh, after the Snyder cut dropped, and uh, Momoa bought him this camera that he like. Zack kind of collects cameras." And uh, Momoa bought him a camera that he always wanted but never had. And, like, they were all hype and hanging out and together. They were just, like, hugging it up, and they were just bros. I was sitting there like, man, that's some goals. 
Like they're just buds. <laughs> just buds. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, dude. I'm. I don't know how. This is the one scene in all of the Snyder Cut that had me puzzled at how Whedon could possibly think it's a good idea to change. He went out of his way to change the ancient battle. Yes, yeah, to make it look like in the, the Amazons got way. their butts kicked, and know. he made it. He made it Steppenwolf, not Darkseid. He made the the Green Lantern get like, I mean, Green Lantern gets killed both ways, but he does way more cool things in the Snyder Cut than he does in the Weeds. Oh God, version. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, they made the gods of Earth actually do stuff. It wasn't just yeah, a, Zeus shot lightning, and the you know the, Ares you know, had his axe and he chopped into Dark Side. That was really fucking cool. Uh, fucking Artemis was slinging arrows at him and shit, like cool things just to see. Oh yeah, and, and noticeably the things that were absent from that scene: Dark Side, the Asian army, the Black army. Huh. Well. Not only did you take the coolest man in the room out of the movie, but you, but you took the people of color out with them. So <laughs> great, yeah, yeah, good and then, job. Then he took the Adam out of the movie. I don't know why he did that. It's so stupid. Like Ryan Choi, the Adam is a decent DC character. Yeah, and then they took out everything with with Cyborg's mom. They took out the Asian lady that cyborg hooked up with a hundred thousand dollars just because or whatever, like that that's character development moments, man. Like why you got to take out, uh, <laughs> it is frustrating. Isn't it? To look at that and go, why would you, you know, again, like, you know, we, we don't know what's going through that dude's mind, but it was nothing good. I can tell you that. No. Actually. And how yeah. could you take out the scene where the flash sees the debris falling on the people? And he's like, Huh, let me save them. <laughs> and he just like <laughs> shreds the, the debris. And he goes like, back in time. I mean, there's a there's so much in that movie. Oh that my god, out. how could you cut out the speed force? Oh, he I completely know. let the speed force be absent from the flash. Because he wasn't he's and, not he's just not good at telling stories, I don't think, to be quite honest with you. And I think he it, made the flash a pussy I know. in the movie. I think I don't I, fight things, I just push i think <laughs> a lot of uh i think a lot of what made his other series so good and so watchable you know that yeah. people always attributed to him was most likely the writers that he had around him you know yeah so yeah i mean the avengers movies weren't just his doing the, the two movies he did they were not just a whedon production there was a lot of other people there to oh, make yeah. sure them that movies did well yeah so it's but well, hopefully, Hollywood, you know, people learn their lesson and not trust him with a good franchise like that again. A good, a good franchise, <laughs> I think he's going to be done in Hollywood for a while. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> after uh, he wrecked that IP, like, you know, yeah, I wouldn't want to go a mile or like near that dude, especially after all this shit happened with the Buffy people like coming out and, and speaking up against, oh, yeah, you know, oh, how he is. Yeah, the that second guy. that came out, it's like. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure studios were like, yeah, we got to wash uh, ourselves from you. Like, we just got to, you know, go oh, our yeah. separate ways. But I mean, it's I'm I'm glad this uh, the Snyder Cut got released because we never would have been given uh, some of the coolest moments in the DC movies. Like, I, I think seeing. True. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> I totally forgot. In the 
They made it. I saw a video where they chopped together all the differences between the two and oh, scenes yeah. that were comparable yeah. at least. Yes. <laughs> and they, they showed one. It was like, this is how much Whedon hated Ray Fisher because Ray Fisher wanted to provide story notes. So this is like, and the final act of the movie, Cyborg has to disconnect the unity so the mother boxes are separate and Earth is saved. Well, in the fucking Snyder version, he's doing that. And then right as uh, Steppenwolf's about to come up and try to fuck him up, Superman shows up and saves the day. Really cool Superman moment. Cyborg's still doing his thing. In the Whedon version, like, Steppenwolf just carves right into him. And then he picks him up and rips his leg off. Like, like that's purposely written in. Yeah, he went lame. out of his way to write a scene where Cyborg gets ripped in half almost. It's pretty like, stupid. Yeah, he's, it's, he's obviously got some issues going on. <laughs> like, who to does put it mildly. that? A like, jerk, oh, you know. this, th- this actor wanted me to make his character more likable. I'm going to fuck that guy. I'm going to fuck him up. I mean, what the well, hell, dude? I'm glad we covered the the Winter Soldier thing. So hopefully, people might give it a shot. I'm gonna have to give it a shot. I mean, it's, the, it's uh, really. I I honestly think it's better than WandaVision. Ah, I might have to What's watch it. WandaVision, WandaVision was pretty good, but all right. Well, we'll have to see. I don't know. That's interesting. We'll have to see what comes up next week. I want to get some new. Uh, I was digging up some news on Moon Knight, but I mean everything's on hiatus right now with COVID. Dude. But have you seen Oscar Isaac? Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh it's gonna be good. <laughs> hey, we'll have to pick this up next week. It sounds like a lot of fun, folks. Yes, I'll see, sir. I'll see you in the flip side. Peace. Peace.
That was good. That was good. Grandpa's tired. 